So we packed up everything with two children, four suitcases and potential. And, you know, we left our money behind in South Africa, um, all our family, our friends, our history. And I think, you know, a lot of people who do immigrate to another country um, probably might have felt exactly the same way. to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are making their mark on the world and contributing to the common good. Making your mark, big or small, is creating a legacy, and it's one of the proven ways we can age with vibrance and deep contentment. Zestful Aging Podcast is my legacy. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. Our music Music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who is a previous guest on Zestful Aging. Find out more about her on judybanker.com. And to find out more about this podcast, my web courses, and other offerings, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. I know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now. We're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, Just go to zestfulaging.com and it is all yours. Well, I've got my little loyal Jack Russell Sparky right by my side. You can probably hear him chewing on his bone. Well, let's begin. We have a wonderful interview for you today. How many of us are now referred to as seniors? It's a bit of an adjustment to qualify for senior discounts, and we may feel 30 inside, but we may be treated like elders by the rest of the world. I never realized how many age spots and wrinkles I had until I looked at my face up close in the mirror, this time with my glasses on. My guest today is Julie Sorsak, who's the author of the best-selling book, I'm Now Called a Senior, WTF. Julie has performed on stage and television, and she's an award-winning recording artist. She emigrated from South Africa to Australia after losing everything in a series of traumatic events, but she rebuilt her business and her life, and now with laughter, humility, and life experience, she is passionately inspiring seniors to stand tall and feel relevant. Welcome to the program, Julie. Oh, hi, Nicole. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> oh, well, yes. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear um, the backstory. If we could start first, it's sort of a riches to rags story with some huge life adjustments. You were living in South Africa. Things were going quite well. And then what happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, It's wonderful to be speaking to you today. Yes, um, I was born in South Africa, had a wonderful life in South Africa, built a successful business. Um, I was involved in the entertainment industry and was lucky enough to be contracted to EMI as a recording artist for many years and won awards. And life was humming along pretty well. 
Um, but then things changed. Uh, one day um, we arrived home and my son called from the lounge room, Mom, I can't turn the television set on. And I walked through to the lounge room to just see wires hanging out of the place where the television was meant to be sitting. And we'd had a nasty home invasion. We'd had, uh, you know, all our jewelry was stolen, our clothes oh. were stolen, our furniture was stolen. And um, it a was robber, a what well, we would call in the States a robbery. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. A robbery somebody had while we were out had got into the house and had, uh, you know, removed all the things that they felt were of value to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started getting phone calls from an anonymous caller telling me that, um, oh, Julie, you look great today. You, I loved the red dress you were wearing. Oh. And, and, you know, somebody was watching me and, oh, what? <laughs> this is not oh. fun. You know, you had your eyes everywhere trying to see what was going on. Is, do you, is your belief that, that it was somebody who was stalking you because of your public life as an entertainer? Probably. Uh-huh. Probably. I think, you know, they just come across me somewhere and uh, they decided to find out where I lived. And then for some reason, they saw what I was doing. They saw what I was wearing. So, of course, you know, I was barricading the door to make sure that nobody could get in. It's actually quite frightening. It's not a pleasant experience at all. And then um, we had somebody who was killed at the bottom of our driveway. And uh, so all these things, just one on top of the other, and my husband and I looked at each other and said, you know, this is not the way we want to live. We don't want to live in fear where we're looking around all the time to see what is going on and it was time to go. So we packed up everything with two children, four suitcases and potential. And, you know, we left our money behind in South Africa, um, all our family, our friends, our history. And I think, you know, a lot of people who do immigrate to another country um, probably might have felt exactly the same way. You know, you, you're in a different country, you have limited funds, you have to start again, the culture is different. Um, how, old, how old were you when you moved to Australia? Late 30s. Late 30s, so it was I late see. 30s with young children, so I was late 30s. Why, why Australia? Because it was so similar to South Africa as mm-hmm. far as, as, you know, housing and and. We felt culture, and it well, a lot of it was very similar. But the British British history. That's right. That's right. But you know, talking about the British history, you would get invited for tea, and you think, "Oh, tea—that's sort of British high tea." But it wasn't high tea. It's dinner here in Australia. If you're invited for tea, you're invited for you know lamb chops and vegetables. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Is there any tea to be seen or is that just a yes. kind of a code word? But a tea is, you know, you'll just go and have a cup of tea or let's go and meet for a coffee. But uh-huh. um, the word tea, if you're invited for tea, you're actually going for dinner. So you could actually have a real problem if you invited people around to tea at your oh, house. Goodness. <laughs> they oh, goodness. They might get a scone goodness. and jam. <laughs> A bit disappointed these very odd immigrants that have arrived in Australia. Oh, 
But, you know, oh we'd been gosh. thoroughly spoiled. So oh, my family wore olive green for six weeks because I wasn't aware that you had to separate the washing. And, you know, it was oh. a spoiled existence. Ironing was just ironing. Oh, dear. I know it sounds pretty strange to most people, but that is just all we knew, really. And that was your, you had a life of of some privilege. Definitely. And, yes. And looking at it now, you know, wow, you know. It's not how it should have been, but uh, we're all learning. Um, you know, my career was on hold, obviously, because I was just trying to keep the family together. Um, and, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're in business and you're in entertainment, it takes time to, to rebuild yourself. So we moved to Brisbane, all sprung a leak because it was terribly hot. And, mm. and we were unhappy. And, you know, we had no money. We had no business. My entertainment career was on hold. We were just struggling to keep a family together. And we nearly went back to South Africa then, but then decided, you know, we're here for a reason. So we need to follow on that dream that we decided to follow and just dig in and be strong. So I said to my husband, drive down to Sydney, go and find your sunshine, and um, I'll hold the fort up in Brisbane and just go and see for you what I knew if he was happy, then we would be happy. We'd all be happy. So he did drive down and he, you know, can you imagine all this? You know, we were so in South Africa, this success, and now he's in a boarding house in Sydney, oh, uh, you know, oh. and we're down to the lowest denominator as far as funds are concerned. And he just paged through a magazine in reception of this boarding house. And there in this magazine, he prayed so hard. He said, God, just get me out of this mess that we're in. Mm -hmm. There was an interview there with somebody who had actually been involved in the same businesses that we had built in South Africa. And uh, so he just barged into the office of this guy and he said, listen, here I am. I'm the best that you can employ. Uh, don't pay me, just pay me commission and I will be the best decision you've ever made. <laughs> and in he went and this guy took a chance and our career in Australia started and we became our entrepreneurships, uh, started again and uh, we built a business back to um, the level that we had in South Africa and things were looking pretty cool again. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. I wanted to tell you about a product I've been using lately for aches and pains that's really helped me, and I've been singing it from the rooftops. Some of you may already have discovered the benefits of using CBD. I have found it to be a game changer for my creaky joints. I'm a tennis player, and I have three dogs, and being active is really important to me, and we know how important it is in aging well. But at age 59, my joints can be a bit stiff, uh, especially in my knees. And this stuff has really helped. So I don't have to wear a knee brace anymore, which really wasn't such a good look. I've done my research and it's very important to get the highest quality ingredients. There's a lot of junk on the market. So you have to make sure the product is tested by a third party lab at the very least. My favorite company is called Proze, P-R-O-Z-E, and they have several products that are formulated for specific problems, including sleep and mental focus. 
Uh, lately, I've been using the performance gum called Yippies and the Nods, which helps me sleep and tastes very cinnamony. If you go to their website, pros.com, and enter the coupon code ZESTFUL, you're going to get 15% off. I highly recommend trying it out. I think you're really going to be surprised how effective it is, and I would love some feedback from you on how it works. Again, the website, pros, P-R-O-Z-E dot com, coupon code is zestful. Thank you. Now back to the show. But then it takes its toll. I had pneumonia. I, you know, traveling a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And we decided to sell the business. And the the sale fell through just before um, it was too late for us to order stock for the following year. And uh, now we had we closed the business down. So there we are at 60 and 70. Um, now what? <laughs> and oh, I, my goodness. And I had, you know, given up my career in a way. I had a daughter who was, uh, or who is, involved in the entertainment business. And um, I just wanted to support her and, you know, help her shine and sort of left my love of music and entertainment and recording and all those creative things on hold just to try and nourish the family to help them get to their best and and here yeah, but here we are going back to being 60 and now mm. now what <laughs> and she was uh, a teenager a young teen when you were being uh I don't know if you were like her agent but um, am I right that you were nurturing her career in entertainment, but she was in sort of 13, 14? She was. She was 14. She was at school. Um, but she'd actually put on shows for us from the age of three. And, mm. and she actually loved entertainment incredibly uh, and was always showing us that this is what she wanted her career to be. So we were... We were always there, you know, when you have a 14-year-old, um, you have to be in the background to make sure that they're safe. It's yes. a strange old world out there. And um, and that's what we did. We just were there always to help her and to support her. She did have agents and managers. She went for auditions um, on a program called Home and Away, and she was on that program for many years. And then... Um, had a singing career of her own, actually, and uh, did very well with that. And then um, is in the U.S. now and has been on a program called Pretty Little Liars um, mm -hmm. and so uh, and many others and lots of movies. So I took a back seat, but we were there. My husband would travel with her to London or I would travel with her to Adelaide just to make sure that she had a support system. Mm -hmm. you, I, I imagine you just have to. What There's too many dangers. Sure. And it's a strange old world out there. And, you know, to put a 14-year-old out there without the support um, is is crazy in some ways. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's where we were with her career. But and, and so you were, you know, keeping your family together, doing the hard work of raising a, a young... Um, 
I guess, a young TV and movie star. And how did you get to decide to write the book? Well, now I am. No business. Back to the same position we were when we were in, when I was 30. Um, and I started to observe other people our age. And there was such a feeling of helpless in, helplessness in in many ways, you know, but they were retiring people our age, but they were also retiring from life. And, you know, what a shame that all these years of knowledge and experience and it was all just being wasted because they felt that they were irrelevant again. Um, and when you say they were retiring from life, give, give some examples of what you were noticing. I felt like the, the people I was speaking to, they'd lost their zing. They were mm. they're struggling to find a purpose. And, you know, it's all very well for people to turn around and say, hey, go out there and find your purpose. But how do you even start looking at that? How do you mm. find your purpose? Where do you, where do you look to find your purpose? How do you even start dreaming again? Um, and, and they were, a lot were becoming permanent babysitters. Um, and, but they didn't really want to be doing that, even though they adored their grandchildren, they didn't want to tell their children, um, Hey, this is not really the life that I want to lead. Now we've had children. We want to develop our own love of stuff that we did. Um, mm -hmm. that's where they were landing up, you know, as, as babysitters and, you know, bank interests, low share markets, are irregular property markets, unstable. Um, I was coming across a lot of people were getting depressed, a lot of people feeling isolated, mm -hmm. and, and especially so in this situation we're in at the moment. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a daughter in Los Angeles, and I'm here, and I haven't seen my grandbabies for a year. We do mm -hmm. it on Zoom. I mean, we now um, are going to have Thanksgiving, which is not a, an Australian tradition. But mm -hmm. uh, we're going to cook that turkey and have cranberry <laughs> sauce and we're going to be eating it at six in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> to, to share Zoom, you know, Thanksgiving. Yes, that's but there right. is so much isolation. And I found, too, that sometimes you have one foot in being like a dinosaur and on the other side, you've got this mad carousel going on of life and technology and, and everything else. And you're trying to learn as fast as you can, but you have your dinosaur friends who don't even have Facebook or Instagram. Oh, my goodness. And then goodness. you have your other ones who are going wild with all trying to learn and trying to not, I mean, one of my chapters in the book, I took a photograph that I loaded onto Instagram that I didn't want to load, and then I didn't know how to unload it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had that problem one time or another. <laughs> I know. And it's just, you know, we're all struggling to keep up with all of this. Mm -hmm. and, and it keeps changing. It changes all the time and it's so fast. And how do you learn so fast? You're actually calling your grandchildren to say, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> and and we were finding, I was finding so much of that. and And then I thought, you know, Sometimes those lessons that you learn in life or those little um, little pricks that you get in life that say, hey, you know, when I was very young, I read an enormous amount of books. I, was, I wasn't well for a year. I got um, encephalitis and tonsils out and I put my finger in a plug and appendix out and it was one of those years it was just a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I was a doctor's daughter. 
But I read and I read and I read and I read a book every day and I was reading books that were um, appropriate for 15-year-olds and I was eight. Oh, um, my goodness. But I wasn't understanding. I could read them, but I wasn't really understanding all the concepts, obviously, and everything else that was in there. But maybe that was just the lesson and the tools that was providing me um, impetus to move through to this stage of my life where I started writing a book because I could see I could change seniors. I could see that, you know, I could help them try to be curious, try to move forward and and understand that, you know, life is not about getting to the top of the ladder straight away. It's actually just that first little step. And then mm-hmm. once you've mastered that first little step, it's the next little step. And and all the life lessons, they're not there to defeat you. They're there to strengthen you and make you try new things. And you might just find there's something in there that is just your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what I found. Absolutely. I think you have to exactly that. And, you know, I, I was talking to another guest and there's this, I think maybe this myth that it's going to be easy and you're just going to figure it out and say, oh, I've always known I wanted to be a pastry chef or whatever, <laughs> a dog whisperer, but it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you sort of just kind of fall into it or there's just this convergence or your friend says hey you know come try this with me and you think oh I don't really want to and then you do it and you like it that's right I mean take even things like even just knitting Mm -hmm. um you know I I decided I'm going to try and start knitting and I did I knitted a jumper but the only thing is I put it together incorrectly because when you meant to sew it up, you meant to sew it up a certain way. And mm-hmm. I had the inside on the outside, so I've got a whole big seam down the arm. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not meant to be there. But it's, you know, knitting or gardening. Do, do, do you like gardening? It doesn't have to be massive things. I mean, do you want to join a bridge club or go and play golf? Or, you know, some people do that. And then some people find their creative love. And whatever, what blows your hair back, it's, but you need that space, I think, to try and sit down and say, what is it? What is it? Let's give it a little go. Let's just try this little thing and see. And you don't have to be good at it. You've just got to take that first step, I believe. Now, um, (laughs) that's a great segue into you talked about creativity and, you know, you have to take a step and we had talked about you doing, um, a little bit of music for us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a good time to, uh, to listen? Why not? You're doing, you're, you're, you're totally walking the walk. You're saying, I'm, you know, this is a little nerve wracking and I'm going to do it anyway. Well, why not? Actually, it's, why it's made it feel even more prevalent is that we've had a friend who's actually recently passed away with this virus. And I was speaking to her two months ago um, about all her dreams and what she was going Mm -hmm. to do. And she was loving my book and she was out there promoting it and she was healthy as anything. And I got an email just, you know, a week ago saying that she was not around anymore. 
And it makes me realize that, you know, you've got to run towards life. You've got to live it urgently. You have to really inspire, give back, um, and be inspiring yourself, I would say, you know, just uh, to, to feel your whole self and to feel great about yourself. And also, you know, when you help others, you always feel better too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here goes. It's called, okay. It's called Slow Down. <laughs> the world has gone dull. The world has shut down. When I open my window, there's nothing I see. And it's calm. The world is at war. Our lungs needing more. When I read all the news, I look up, pray and implore. Is it time to slow down and reset? Is it time now to think and reconnect? Oh, slow down, slow down. Once again, we see blue in the sky. Oh, slow down, slow down. The buildings are cleaner as they rise. Slow down, slow down. I can see your face again. And this world is once again all yours and mine. Do we want what we had? Was some of it bad? Will we learn from the past and rather be glad? Can we now make a change? Learn how to rearrange? Will the future be beautiful in the new way of our days? Is it time now to slow down and reset? Is it time now to think and reconnect? Oh, slow down, slow down. Once again, we see blue in the sky. Oh, slow down, slow down. The buildings are cleaner as they rise. Oh, slow down, slow down. I can see your face again. And this world is once again all yours and mine. There we go. Oh, thank you so much. That was so beautiful. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you said you wrote that I did. Um, around and around COVID. Yes, I did. I did. I just felt so, it's so strange, you know, this is a terrible disease that we're all trying to deal with. But in some ways, families have connected again. Um, I mean, I've been sitting writing, so I've been indoors, but I've been writing and and the situation has allowed me to be more prolific in my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, are we resetting? Do we need to live in this pace? Do we need to be doing that? Can we get out there and make the world a better place by really seeing things? Like I look out of my window and I see Rosellas, which is a certain Australian parrot, um, that mm. just they come and they settle on the windowsill. And did I even see those before? Now I'm seeing them. You know, now you, you go for a walk and you look up and, and the, the sky is 
it's actually a beautiful bright blue some days mm. and are mm. we noticing this because we've been forced into this situation I don't know it's just sometimes my mind just thinks about all different things. <laughs> so the idea that you feel like you're paying much more attention to the present moment. Absolutely. I see. And, you know, I don't want to oversimplify or trivialize this, but it, it almost sounds like you're saying that your life feels quite rich. And even though you were living with uh, some degree of privilege uh, in your old life, I'm not sure you would trade that. No, I wouldn't. You know, you would go out to, let's say you go out to a, a, a function or something and people turn around and they say to you, so um, what do you do? And you think, well, what do I do? I get up at, at 5.30, I grab stuff for kids to get ready. I rush off to work. I'm busy with people and texts and technology all day. I get home. I rush into the grocery store. I, I, you know, cook dinner and I collapse into bed at midnight. Is that a good day? <laughs> mm. And, you know, you don't have to define yourself by what do you do. Who You, you know, what you do is not who you are. And I mm. believe that there is a, there's an element maybe of, of peace. Because mm -hmm. you don't need all the stuff, all the frou-frou. You just need to be happy in yourself. And, um, and that's, you know, the most important thing, to be happy and make others happy, I believe. Talk a little bit about your book. And um, it's, it's quite fun. Yes. And uh, yeah. tell me a little bit about you know, uh, writing it and uh, just the process and if it came out kind of like you expected or differently? I, first of all, I really loved how I grew through the process. And I think what is, what is so interesting is that you start something and you're sort of quite a novice and you go back to it and you're, you're better. And then you, you write more and, and you, it's more sophisticated and and at the end of the day I was really happy with the end product I made the decision um, you know you hear of so many people who go out to millions of publishers and get millions of rejections and um, I said you know what I'm going to learn this skill so I joined a um, college actually in the States uh, which is a self-publishing school and it was like I'd say doing a degree <laughs> Because I, I'd, I'd have coaches, um, I'd go on to coaching calls, I had a personal coach. I learned everything about how to publish right from the beginning. Now, a year ago, I didn't know anything about this. But by studying and studying and studying, I worked out what to do. But not only that, I really wanted to go this route because I felt I had a strong voice. And I wanted to keep that voice and, and maintain that control um, in my cover, in my words. Um, and I was able to do that. And it, it's very, it's, it's different, this book. It's, it's got very funny sections in it. I mean, laugh out loud funny mm -hmm. sections. Mm -hmm. And then it's got sections that are very deep, um, you know, about life you know, where are we going and, you know, what is death about and things like that. And then it's got, you know, real stories about babysitting. Then it's got a bit of 
um, my history in South Africa and coming to Australia. So it's a mixed bag, um, but uh, it, it seems that people are enjoying it because um, mm-hmm. I've had a number of five-star reviews and it, uh, it's got to bestseller status in its categories on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I'm on the right track, and I have Ep- <laughs> evidently, <laughs> and I have another one going to. Uh, I have an audio book coming out to be um, before the end of the year. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, will you will you be um, will you be recording that? Yes, um, mm-hmm. I've got all the equipment. I'm ready to go because again, it's my voice, and I can put the inflection in it that I felt when I actually wrote those words. Um, mm-hmm. If I find that it's not um, as I want it to be, then um, I will go to a professional person to do it. But, you know, I think I can do it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think I'm astute enough to realize that um, if I'm not good enough at it, well, then fine, hand it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next year um, I will have another, another two coming out. The second one's nearly finished. Um, and then the third one is just I'm starting to think through that. So my goodness, by the end are... of next year, this little old senior is going to be um, uh, out with more books. <laughs> that is absolutely wonderful. What would you say your legacy is, Julie? My legacy. What my... would you want it to be? What do you want to leave behind? I would like people to remember me for actually living life to the full and bringing joy to it. I think that's what I would love. I have a a wonderful family. Um, I've been very enriched by everything that life has thrown at me. And I would love people to realize that um you know this life is is such a gift and um you know we all get down we all get uh, depressed we all win and we all lose um but at the end of the day each moment is precious and i say that even to my husband today i say you know um on the days he might be feeling a little bit older i mm-hmm. just say well we still got it all you know, we still can breathe, we still have our health, and we are so much luckier than so many other people. So my legacy is that I brought joy and humility and um, friendship and that type of thing. That That's mm. what I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So powerful and, and beautiful. Oh, and where you. can people find your book? Well, it's um, firstly on Amazon, and it's in um, most countries. You can actually get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it is online on Barnes & Noble, uh, Booktopia in Australia, Anderson Robertson. It's on the ground in all, uh, this is Australia, Berkelow uh, bookstores, Harry Hartog bookstores. Um, and also on, I have a website. Uh, it's called I'm now called a senior.com. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, can be purchased through that. I have an Instagram, which is mm-hmm. I'm now called a senior, uh, and a Facebook, which is I'm now called a senior support group, uh, uh-huh. where people can come in and support each other, you know, as seniors. 
and I saw also you can order it from Walmart online. So, oh my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, for Facebook, tell me a little bit about your support group. Yes, well, what actually happened initially, it was a support group as far as the book was concerned. Do you like this idea? Don't you like this idea? Should I develop this idea? But then more and more people came in that weren't really booky people. <laughs> they actually uh-huh. just wanted um, the support of, of, of a senior group. And funny enough, it's not only seniors in there. It's actually there's a mixture of different people in there. You know, sometimes younger people want to know what older people are thinking and in some ways how to assist them, you know, how to, to help them. Uh, or, or, or bridge the gap, should I say, between mm. two completely different generations. <laughs> so that's that's the support group. And obviously, too, um, you know, eventually as we get this all growing, um, uh, my idea is to give back as well. I would love to start something called Warehouse Warriors, which is um, I have a deep feeling for elderly homeless people. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that they are, um, you know, can you imagine these fires that we've had and, and the weather patterns we've had here and even the pandemic, where do they go? So mm-hmm. I will, once we've got this all sort of settled and growing, I would love to get together a team and if anybody's interested in being on that team of how do we maybe get warehouses that are sort of abandoned um, into sort of maybe not dormitory like but at least whether at least beds or a community yes and and you know where there are bathrooms I mean I saw there's a wonderful association here I don't know what it is but where they they take a van around with washing machines in the vans so -hmm. people can actually take their washing and get it done Mm-hmm. even though they are homeless. And they can also speak to people at the same time who are there. And now this one van was one, I'm just not terribly sure, senior moment, I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's now one. Now there's hundreds of these vans going around helping. Now wouldn't that be awesome? That's a legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a That's legacy one would love to leave. Close you know? to your heart. Yes. So the best place to reach you would be I'm now called a senior.com and people can contact you through that website. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. They can contact there or they can um uh join the Facebook group and mm-hmm. ask anything in there. I'm now called a senior uh support group and mm-hmm. ask anything and I can I'm right there to answer it. I'm very good at coming back to people. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for putting the time aside to talk. It's my evening and your morning. And thank you for figuring out the time. Uh Uh, That's always a little tricky for me. And I just wish you so much of the best of luck. Thank you so much. And it sounds like you're doing wonderful things and we'll look out for your next book. Thank you so much. And I'm so honored to be on your um, show and very kind of you to have me on here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you.
Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a powerful new tool that supports your mental and emotional health in what are extremely trying times. And you may remember that I've been a psychotherapist for 30 years and I'm always a little suspicious of products that claim to help us feel less anxious, depressed, or worried. But then I was introduced to a new kind of app called Cope Notes, and I have become a big fan. Cope Notes was developed by a guy who spent a lot of his life trying to figure out what might help support him through his own weekly psychotherapy sessions. Cope Notes is an app that gives you random texts through the day to break through some of the negative messages that might be repeating in your head. It's well-researched and has been adopted by many mental health facilities. I highly recommend it. I think we can all use a little support right now. So check out Cope Notes dot com forward slash zestful. I will receive a small portion of those proceeds. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback about how it works for you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And Too Much Stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <laughs>